0: Hey all, Eric Christensen here, pharmacist from reallifepharmacology.com. On today's podcast, I'm going to cover quinolone antibiotics. So let's start with a few common examples of these drugs. Uh, levofloxacin, uh, brand name Levaquin, Ciprofloxacin, brand name Cipro, and Moxifloxacin, brand name Avalox. The mechanism of action and how these drugs work is they ultimately inhibit uh, bacterial DNA synthesis as well as the production of proteins. And they do this by inhibiting an enzyme called DNA gyrase, which this enzyme actually helps uncoil DNA Uh, So it can be readily accessible to be converted into um, DNA and proteins and and other things as well. So um, from that, by that mechanism, ultimately it prevents uh, bacterial uh, reproduction, synthesis, um, uh, and things like that. So again, inhibition of DNA gyrase uh, is the primary mechanism of action. Now what are these drugs used for? These drugs are generally reserved for severe infections, uh, gram negative infections, sometimes Pseudomonas can have good coverage for that. So, a urinary tract infection, for example, uh, significant pneumonia uh, is another example there. And there has been, over the last few years, a lot of press about these drugs, and FDA. Uh, the Food and Drug Administration has come out with a bunch of warnings. And due to this, I have definitely seen use of of quinolones um, go down over time a little bit. Um, But they are key drugs in the setting of um, significant uh, infections. Uh, So the reason for those warnings, there's concerns with mental health issues, Um, possibility of low blood sugars, Uh, tendon rupture is always kind of a classic uh, test uh, question that I've seen come up. Uh, Also, rare cases of uh, neuropathy and different muscle uh, abnormalities. So, because of those warnings, uh, the quinolones uh, definitely seem to be uh, being used less than maybe they were, uh, you know, 10 years ago or so. So, keep that in mind. Um, with the side effect profile uh, of these antibiotics. A couple others I wanted to mention in addition to those warnings, uh, GI side effects, uh, QTC prolongation uh, can happen as well with these agents. Obviously, with an antibiotic, you're probably only going to give these medications for you know, five days, 10 days, something like that. So uh, that can be a little bit of a challenge to kind of monitor and and pay attention to, but something that uh, certainly can happen. Uh, I mentioned they're uh, beneficial in the the treatment of urinary tract infections. Uh, However, generally we're going to reserve these drugs for more complicated cases where the patient has a lot of stuff going on. Maybe they're geriatrics. Uh, an elderly patient, something like that, in more simple urinary tract infections, you're probably going to avoid uh, use of quinolone antibiotics due to some of those uh, warnings and precautions. Now, breaking down uh, the individual drugs a little bit, I would say leviquin and Cipro are the most common agents I see used. It's important to remember with Cipro that you're probably not going to see this used ever for pneumonia. And the reason being is Ciprofloxacin doesn't have that great of activity against strep pneumoniae, which is a very common um, gram-positive cause of pneumonia. So Levofloxacin and Moxifloxacin have much better activity uh, in that setting of pneumonia caused by strep uh, pneumonia a downside to cipro uh, is it is usually dose twice daily um, levofloxacin is usually once daily so that's a little bit of an advantage there keep in mind these drugs need to be dose adjusted with kidney function so if you've got somebody with ckd keep an eye out for that because we may have to adjust the the dose accordingly I've got a couple of really good uh, case studies in my book, Pharmacotherapy, and if you'd like to get that for free, if you love audio and you haven't signed up for Audible yet, uh, you can do that at meded101.com freebook free book. That link will take you right to Audible, and uh, your first book is free with uh, Audible. Uh, no Commitments, uh, kind of a no-brainer if you love uh, clinical pharmacy and you're, you're passionate about it like I am. So again, meded101.com slash free book, and you can uh, get yourself that uh, book for free and give uh, Audible a try as well with No Commitment. So go check that out. Now, finishing up today, I uh, wanted to talk about drug interactions because there definitely are some uh, significant ones that you've got to remember with quinolone antibiotics. So, the, the first one uh, I'm going to tie in here is QTC prolongation, and I have uh, heard of a case where a patient on amiodarone was put on levofloxacin as well as on dancitron. And it ended up um, putting that patient into a torsades type situation. So you've got to remember the QTC prolongation risk. And in particular, our patients uh, may be at higher risk uh, for that already due to maybe a pre-existing condition and or uh, other medications and drug interactions. Uh, warfarin's a classic example. Uh, levofloxacin, uh, Cipro can potentially raise that INR. So that may put a patient at risk for bleed. So definitely important to keep that in mind. Um, Other agents I think about as far as the QTC prolongation risk, uh, you've got the antipsychotics, you've got ondansetron that I've uh, mentioned as well there. So keep those in mind. Uh, another really, really clinically relevant drug interaction is metal cations. So what I mean by that, the most common ones I see patients use, uh, potentially calcium, uh, iron, maybe even magnesium. Those supplements, those type of supplements, if taken with uh, the quinolone antibiotic, can bind up that drug and prevent absorption. I have seen cases Where it's led to antibiotic failure, likely due uh, to too low of concentrations, because those cations, those supplements, are binding up the quinolone antibiotic. So, very, very important. Um, to keep an eye out for that. Um, Some options we can do, we can look at the timing. You know, can we administer one in the morning and and wait for the other one in the evening or something like that? Um, So adjusting that timing, that's one way to kind of strategize to to get rid of that. Uh, So if it's a calcium supplement for osteoporosis, it's probably not going to kill somebody uh, to not have that supplement for five days. Um, or seven days or, you know, whatever the course of the antibiotic is. So that's another way uh, to kind of combat that interaction as well. I think that gives you a good roundup on the quinolone antibiotics, some of the common uses, drug interactions, adverse effects, things that you actually see uh, out there in real clinical practice. Hopefully that helps you uh, enhance your knowledge base. And uh, thanks for listening. Give us a shout out on uh, iTunes, leave a rating review, greatly appreciated uh, for those of you who've already done that. And uh, certainly you can feel free to contact us at reallifepharmacology.com as well if you have any questions or concerns at all. So again, Eric Christensen, pharmacist, signing off for today. Thanks so much for listening. Take care and have a great rest of your day.